Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies, and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So it's January. I don't know who let January in the door. Number one, 2024. This is new. New, new, new. Let's recover from a magical season. And now let's get down to it. Today, I've got someone real special. Her name is Christy Halt. She's known as the happiness hussy, amongst other things, but timing is everything. And a lot of times we'll start out the new year with very large goals. And maybe that first Monday, we don't meet it. And we kind of want to give up and be like, Oh, well, we certainly not surprised at this. Uh, uh-uh. Not going to let it happen. Any day is a good day to start. You've heard me say it time and time again, I could care less what day it is on the calendar or anything. Obviously, the beginning of a new year, you're a little more motivated. It's really our message is like, it's all about you. Start with you, fill you up. So Christy is uh, a podcaster, yay. And the name of her podcast is Create Your Happy. Guess what kind of topic we're going to be talking about? And let's see where that might lead us. Oh, remember, I never bring just one person because there's commas, commas, and more commas. So podcaster, comma, author, first book called Unstuck for Women. And remind me to tell you a funny story of the title, comma, international speaker. It's a shame she doesn't do a lot of things. It's a shame. I wish she would, you know, step up to the plate just a little. But I want to hear all about her, how she got to the happiness hussy point and how we can drink some of that Kool-Aid. So with that, I say thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. And what a way to kick off 2024. We're recording this right at the precipice of the holiday season, (laughs) but I am ready to dive all into a new year, a fresh start, a wonderful opportunity to really kick things off and level up our lives in whatever way we truly desire to. So can't wait to dive into this incredible conversation. I'm right there with you. So we always start with, tell us about you 
anywhere you'd like to start. Well, since you mentioned the book already, I will maybe start sort of with that. And it kind of relates a little bit to my personal story. And that is ultimately mm-hmm. why I do what I do. Let's start there. It was about seven or so years ago when I found myself really fucking stuck in my marriage. I was suffering from what I refer lovingly to as just a momitis, meaning I really lost track of who I was. Mm -hmm. I lost track of who Christy was. And I was so focused on keeping everyone in the household happy and honestly, just keeping up with the endless to-do list. As a result, I was anxious. I was overwhelmed and I was stressed the hell out. And I was going through life just really going through the motions. And I felt like somehow there had to be, there just had to be something more than that. And so eventually I did follow the nudge, but it, it had to slap me a little upside the head. And I had sort of this aha moment where I realized like, holy shit, I'm actually the common denominator in every single one of my problems. I was either contributing to it or tolerating it. And that stung. That really quite stung initially, like a, a, a bit of a kick to the gut. But at the same time, I also realized, well, hold up a minute here, because I'm actually the one who can come up with all of the solutions to my problems too. If I'm at the root of it, I can also solve it. And so I later on, reflecting back on this period of time, ended up creating what I call the spiral stopper method, which is what I share inside my book, Unstuck for Women. And essentially the spiral stopper method, it's a toolbox that you're going to build for yourself so that you can get through those sticky survival mode moments. You know, the ones where you get triggered or upset, or you have a big reaction, you blow up, (laughs) you respond in a way that you're just not so proud of. In order to get, you know, through that survival mode function, and we can talk a little bit more about the science of how that happens if you'd like as Mm -hmm. well but into consciously choosing our response. So this is intentional living and doing things in the way that feel really good to you instead of just going on that sort of background autopilot that really is full of suffering and just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good. It's exhausting as well. Mm -hmm. And when you are stuck in these loops of overthinking and overwhelm, and I know I've been there, one thought or one little twinge of emotion sends you into a big spiral of and you don't feel in that moment like you can actually change it doesn't even feel like you have a choice and there's a reason for that Mm. that's because when you're in survival mode the functioning of your brain actually like zones all the way in and focuses Mm -hmm. on just don't fucking die now (laughs) most of the time we're not actually in any danger in that moment But our brain doesn't quite put that all together. It thinks that our chronic stress and our big trigger emotions are a massive problem. And essentially, this is sort of like the ego saying like, whoa, 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 hold up here. We're all about safety. We're all about keeping it status quo. And what the ego defines, and I kind of lovingly refer to this mechanism as the asshole mind in my book. You know, it's the one that's got that endless chatter. It's designed to keep you safe. And a lot of people call it self-sabotage when you get in your own way. I look at this differently. I actually think it's self-preservation because no one goes out there and intentionally messes things up. But what we do is we want to stay safe. And the tricky thing is that this safety is actually not about physical safety or emotional safety. It's actually just about staying in what's familiar 
because what's uncertain feels really unsafe. And so what we want to do is navigate this initial response, this more of a reaction, right? This initial survival reaction so that we can actually get our brain functioning on full cylinders again. Like I said, it really shuts down all the extraneous stuff like the logical thinking and critical problem solving Mm -hmm. skills Mm -hmm. in order to (laughs) just not die. And so we want to get that sucker back online and working in our favor. Love, love, love. And it's funny. I would love to sarcastically say like, really, Christy, I'm not sure what you speak of. When in fact, I might have had a trigger reaction, they tell me, to to something that happened this weekend when I was baking and uh, not my finest moment, which I knew damn well, even going through it. But it's like jumping off with the bungee cord and then the cord just doesn't come back. It You drop. And you drop fast. It can escalate real quick. You know, if you're not actually equipped to shut Mm -hmm. it down early, it can really Mm -hmm. take off. So you find yourself in this period of time where, believe me, we all have our moment. And it's not unusual, especially if you are the mother of humans responsible for, for raising these people. Does it get easier? Minor adults. It does. But good luck. You got to put the time in is all I'm going to say. It's it definitely pays off in the end. I will say, yes, it does get better, but you just got to keep going through it. You do. If you have more kids, sometimes the lo- the average, you like, you'd be like, oh, but there's one that's really giving me hope. Or if you're in lower numbers, it works out. Yeah. It really, truly does. And it's really fun when they are adulting. 1.0 or 2.0 to watch them do it in action, just to kind of sit back and be like, oh, so they did listen. Ooh, they got that lesson. Okay. Oh, that's important to them too. And you kind of be like, all right, a little high five here because they're hearing and they're listening. Yeah. It sure doesn't look like they're listening, right? It, I, I know. It's literally yeah. their like their mandate to fuck around and find Correct. out. Correct. That's what it is. Ooh. And like, what will get their attention? Yeah. And oh, that was a fun reaction. Well, let's try, you know, let's go a little deeper and see if they really mean what they say. It's all a test. And honestly, stick to your word this way. So many uh, opportunities, right? To yeah. Learn and, and to grow together. Because I really think that for sure, my children, along with my ex, I'll even say my exes, anyone who has been a previous Mm -hmm. partner of mine have been extreme catalysts in my personal growth. So while it can be really messy and mucky while you're in it, oftentimes if you reflect back, you can see that there were a ton of opportunities to grow and evolve and just build on the wisdom that you really wouldn't have from just thinking about it, right? There's something about that experiential knowledge that just takes that understanding up a whole lot of notches. I think what we forget, and, and we forget the minute they come into this world, and we forget, as you said, you're growing with them together, and we are, A, they've never been the teenager in this day and age with this level of technology, et cetera, et cetera, and you've never mothered. So it, it goes in tandem. And even if you you know have others, you have the older one, then you have others, again, it's just, it's different, it's different, you're different, they're different. So you are doing it almost first time. Maybe some things are familiar, but 
the grace has to come or else you'll definitely fall below. Now, all about Christy, 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 Christy. I find it funny because, uh, and familiar, been in that spot, you do have a wake up moment where, oh, you know, there's there's more for you out there. Like, this is not why you open your eyes each and every day. But the people in your life at the time definitely are lessons to be learned. Look at it. Be grateful for them after for the lesson and for the teaching that they brought and for the awareness that they give you. And remember, I started saying you're known as the happiness hussy. Your podcast is Create Your Happy. But I love that life is real. Hey, joy found here. And yet I go off the deep end on Sunday while I'm baking freaking cook. You know, is it joy 24-7? I would say my family would vote. Hell no. <laughs> but I strive to find the happiness and the joy in whatever the situation is. It truly knowing that when shit does happen, all right, let's take a breath. So that sounds like, and I'm and I'm an easy, like, oh, let's just take a breath and step away. So your toolbox. Yeah. Tell us something about your toolbox and some exercises or when this happens. And it's try one thing, try two things. You might spill 10 steps. Don't worry. I don't want anyone's eyes to glaze. It's take what you need. You might yeah. have to just, you know, let's just start with one. Ooh, that might work. And then you build. So tell us about some of the things. I mean, ultimately, in all of the things, it's just trying on and seeing what works for you, right? And mm -hmm. including perspectives, mindset, beliefs, and tools. And there are no shortage of tools available at your disposal in 2020 freaking four. There are probably thousands of modalities available to help you navigate life. And it's important to recognize, first of all, that when you're in the shit is not the time to be trying to make changes, right? It's too late because you're in survival mode and you're it's in. not, again, your brain's yeah. not on function. Yeah. And so that's not the time. What is the time is when you're calm and cool and collected to build the habits, practices, and reason that, and build that toolbox so that in those moments, it's like second nature. Mm. And when it comes to happiness, I think the biggest thing that we often forget, this is easy, we're humans and we're so cute when we're human. Honestly, we forget things so easily that are actually pretty blatantly obvious when you just slow down and take a moment. Happiness is not outside of us. We may mm -hmm. think that we can find happiness in the right person, the one, right? Or getting a, a new car or the buying thing. a new piece of clothing mm -hmm. or having that next trip. But what you'll recognize every single time that you think you're going to find that happiness is that it's short lived. It's always temporary. And so if you want, try it on. Personally, I prefer to live in a happy state all of the time. And does that mean shit's not going to hit the fan? No, that doesn't mean that at all. What it does mean is that when things go awry, you have the resources and ability to cope with it better so that you're not completely losing your state of happiness. You're instead growing with this greater state of understanding and peace within. And what is within is reflected without and so your perspective, essentially, if you believe that you're going to have a great experience, guess what? Chances are much, much better that you're going to have a great experience. And if you feel happiness within, that's going to overflow. And guess what happens when you're happy and then you're around other people and your happiness is just all over the place. They can't help but be happy too. 
And even if they're not, well, you don't need them because you're already happy all by yourself. And so it eliminates this whole chasing sort of situation and trying to go mm-hmm. after the things externally. And instead, it's you standing in your power to create the experiences you desire from the inside out. And this place is really a place of radical responsibility. And I'm going to say you got to couple that with self-compassion because taking radical responsibility means owning your humanity, right? It means owning your mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. We are human. Like I said, we're so cute when we're human. We mess things up. We're learning and growing all the time. And if we weren't, it would be really quite boring. So when we can embrace that humanity, recognize that not only is everyone else doing the very best that they can with the resources and understanding that they have, it's usually easier to give other people compassion than it is to ourselves. But if we can turn that back on ourselves and recognize we are also doing the best that we can with the resources and understanding that we have. And when we know better, we can act differently. We can do better. And the truth is the more you feel good on the inside, the more likely you are to take action from that place. And guess what? That action is more likely to be in alignment with the experiences that you on the inside are wanting to create. So this is ultimately you stepping into your power and creating your life with intention rather than just letting it go by. And that, my friend, is why she spews happiness. The inside job, so important. And as you were speaking, the visual I got was what you're seeking is not at the top of the mountain. It's not the view at the top. It's the journey. And because you get there, you get to the top and you're like, wow, this is great. Go me. I did it. Look around and be like, now what? Versus the growth and the experiences that you encounter on your way there, perhaps an obstacle or two that, you know, will test your amount of resilience or grit or how bad do you want it? And then that level of satisfaction of this was fun. I proved I, you know, I made it here, but all along, you know, I'm not stopping there. Yeah. You know, you pulled the flag, you rang the bell. Okay. That's it. Thanks for playing. Have a nice, no. Nah, time for a second summit, right? Was another mountain to climb, always another adventure. And actually my I don't know if you can read that really small sign up top that says happiness is a journey, not a destination or. Ah, yeah, I got that exactly precisely right. Happiness is a journey, not a destination. I thought maybe I got the words slightly wrong, but the gist is exactly what you're saying. It is not about that end destination. And as long as we keep focusing on reaching that end destination, it's going to act like a mirage that's going to continuously disappear and move further away. The definition of success that we're striving for, if it's not ours, it's going to be an endless chase, right? Because if we're trying to keep up with what the world tells us is success or happiness or joy, we're not going to find it because the world has completely misdefined all of these things, again, based on things outside of ourselves. And when we're on that hunt, we're actually missing what is right there before us. We're actually missing this present moment right here, right now, where we can choose to have the experience that we want. And if we can't find happiness right here, right now, I tell you what, in the future, it's also going to be now. And you're not going to find it then either. If you want to really build a life that feels really fucking good, which you deserve, you've got to take this personal responsibility and start creating it for yourself rather than 
expecting it to happen by some sort of miracle. And I I did it. That's why I can sit here and say like, don't do it. It doesn't work. I tried, you know, that amongst people pleasing and trying to be perfect to measure up and be good enough. Oh my gosh. I spent years in this trap trying to look good and act good and prove my worth and, you know, earn my value and all of these things. And what I come to realize is that was all a waste of my energy because none of those things ever filled that void because Mm -hmm. that's just not the source. I'll tell you the funny story about your title, Unstuck for Women. When I was starting this podcast three years ago, it was two years of thinking about the podcast and saying, I'm going to do a podcast and, oh, that'll be, you know, adding notes to my, that'll be great for a podcast topic notebook. All along from the get-go, I knew the title was going to be Unstuck with Steph. And until I started then looking that up, someone had the website. The joy found here literally comes in a moment of let me have my five minute pity party. Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. I have this whole thing and now I can't have what I think I want. <laughs> and when I start breathing again, and I and I, talk, and I talk to myself continuously throughout the day, you know, and I'm like, okay, come on, you've got this. You know what you've got to do. You know, what's your message? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And like just words just started, you know, coming on the page and they kind of came together. And I was like, that's it. It just so funny how it happens. So when I'm reading the, you know, not only are, you know, is happiness in your thread and then unstuck, I'm like, I need to talk to this woman. And just like anything in life, the resistance is often what causes us the suffering and the pain. And so if we can just learn to, and this is part of the process, to just sit and observe what's going on Mm -hmm. without resistance, without judgment, without clinging to the good, without avoiding the bad, we will move through things so much more quickly and with so much more ease and grace than we have ever managed to do in the past, right? Because it is that resistance, that attachment to or against those things that actually cause them to linger. And when they stick around, then they cause us even more discomfort. So your attempts to often avoid or numb or hello, Netflix marathon much, that is actually keeping you stuck in the very thing that you wish to break free from. And so the answer isn't avoiding or going around or resisting or trying to figure out a new way. It's actually going right through it. Right. We need to feel it to heal it. And we need to do that preferably Mm. without a whole bunch of judgment and stories because that shit is just not fun. So if we can sit for a short period of time, observe what's going on in our being, what what maybe are we feeling? Sometimes it's really helpful to just label what we might be feeling mm-hmm. and to observe those thoughts as though we're the sky and they're simply the clouds floating by. They're not us. We're not them. Same with the emotions. They're actually just an inner barometer. They're giving us so much useful information, but they're not who we are. And we run into a lot of problems when we build our identity upon our thoughts or our emotions or any of these labels that the world may have given us. Because the truth is, we're none of those things. We're ultimately love. And when we can get to that realization, when we can remember that we're already whole, we're already complete, we're not missing anything, we're not broken, we're just human, perfectly imperfect as we are, then we can really set out on a journey of creating the life that we truly want. And the way I see this whole thing from like a spiritual perspective, and again, take what resonates and leave the rest, 
I believe that we are divine beings having a human experience, taking that idea, that thought knowledge, those sort of like visualizations, our imaginings, and bringing them into reality with our five senses. And so, like I mentioned earlier, like the theoretical knowledge is one thing, but you go ahead and experience it firsthand and you have a whole new experience. I love that idea because it is, we go through life again in the self-talk thinking we're the only ones. Everything that we do tell ourselves, I know I'm great for how I spend my time. And I catch myself all the time because I've had a lifetime of doing this where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do 58 things and it'll only take me two hours. I always start out there, just like everything's always five minutes away. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Okay, it's 12 noon now. So by 2.30, I should have five of them done with one more thing and I'll be sitting on the couch or going to get a pedicure by three o'clock. No. Well, you know, barely finished one by three. And before I, again, I would be like, oh my God. And then just in, you know, the learnings and listening to women like you and, and just hearing it and knowing that, okay, A, Stephanie, self-imposed. Why are you putting this self-imposed ridiculous measure on it? What do you feel like doing today? What do you really want to do? Do you want to get these two things done? Then just do them. Do you, do you have a hard stop at five o'clock? Probably not. Like do them and enjoy them instead of doing things to beat the clock, to say they're done. And because versus, we should. Well, the shoulds. I do things now. And to my husband, it still looks like a lot. He's like, why, why don't you just sit and relax? I'm like, I'm enjoying this. Like I love to cook for others. I love to put love in things. And it's not work for me. Yes. So what might look like work to others isn't work for me. But if I have to, very different. Very different energy for sure. Yeah. The big difference here, well, first I want to comment on what you're saying there too, because it is our own self-imposed stuff. And one of the key realizations that I had one morning, I thought like, oh my gosh, I woke up uh, and this was actually way after the fact, like not when it was my daily routine, but it stood out to me because I woke up and I was like, oh my God, my to-do list is forever and I'm so overwhelmed. But instead of resisting it and fighting it and fucking running over the to-do mm-hmm. list 48 mm-hmm. times to try and figure out what's most important to do first or you know, so I don't forget to do right. any of it, yeah. I just sat with myself. I thought, kind of overwhelmed. And as I sat and observed, I'll tell you what I observed. And it was this. What was causing me the anxiety and overwhelm was my own damn thoughts. That was it. There was literally no one banging down my door saying I need to do those things. It was me, again, Mm -hmm. common denominator, right? And so again, where this self-compassion comes in is just creating the space to sit with yourself, to observe yourself, to be okay with not being perfect because, well, frankly, that's an illusion anyways. And I have an episode on my podcast coming out in somewhere in January as well on the topic of perfection, because I feel like it actually blocks us from having a lot of what we want because we're striving for something that, well, frankly, doesn't exist. And in the process of all of that striving, well, we typically end up doing some people pleasing along the way into the perfection things. We're trying to measure up, trying to prove ourselves. And what results is we don't actually get the love and acceptance that we're striving so hard for. And there's two reasons for that. Number one, that shit does not come from outside of you. It has to start within. So there, that's your first problem. But also the second thing is, 
If you want to experience that in a deep connection with another person, you have to show up as yourself because you cannot be unconditionally loved and accepted when you're not putting your true self forward. So it's crucial to show up as your authentic self, you know, expressing yourself, you're fully expressed, you're boundary setting like a boss, you're giving yourself grace and compassion because you're okay with being a human who, sure, has some quote unquote flaws. They might actually be just the very thing that you need to accomplish all of your dreams. But often the world has told us that those are bad or wrong or something like that. We may have internalized it. I would encourage you to dig a little deeper and see if some of those things might just be beliefs that you might have believed at one point in time that actually are no longer serving you. But that's kind of a side topic. This compassion is what really compels you, what really is the catalyst for true lasting transformation. Being gentle with yourself when you make mistakes is much more productive than guilting and shaming yourself and beating yourself up and then trash talking yourself for all the mistakes. Like, how are you coming up with any creative solutions when you're solely focused on the problem, right? This is something I talk to my kids all the time. Like, you can point fingers all day long, but I ain't going to solve anything. That's not moving forward. That's actually staying stuck in the past. And it's going to result in, very frankly, unnecessary suffering. You just don't need to do that. And yes, a lot of us have experienced something where we may have even been the victim of some sort of abuse or some sort of trauma, big T, small T is is more about Mm -hmm. how we've handled it than the actual experience. But when we continue to carry that story with us and retell it over and over and over, we stay stuck in the past. We stay stuck in a victim mentality. Now, yes, you may have been a victim to a certain circumstance. That was not your fault. You did not deserve that. Nobody deserves to be mistreated. And you are the only one who can choose to move forward. Your future is always in your hands. And when you can't see that, just remember it's it's simply because you're in survival mode and you just need to create some space so that you can move through instead of Mm -hmm. trying to resist and push away. You just need to sit with it and move through it. And then it will actually fall away quite quickly. Our emotions don't last. I don't know if you've noticed this. If you ever sat with it, it don't last more than like 90 seconds, usually. Right. What happens if you think you're like, no, it does. It does last. It sticks around for days. <laughs> I would challenge you to look at your thoughts. Look at the stories and judgments that you're adding yeah. on top of it. Look at the yep. resistance that you're having, that you're trying mm-hmm. to avoid it. You don't want to feel it. It's gross. It's icky. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. The more that you do that, the more it clings because that's what you're thinking about. That's what you're focusing on. Your reticular activating system is designed to filter information into your brain. Like there's just literally so much going on. You couldn't possibly take it all in at the same time. So your brain has this very efficient, thank God, because our our brains might actually explode if it didn't work, but it actually just keeps you in the familiar, right? It keeps you confirming what you know. It keeps you seeing what you want to see. And if you want to change it, the good news is, you absolutely can, but it takes a little bit of effort and it's not hard per se, but it's new and it's different. And so it requires some new habits building Mm -hmm. like anything, any change in habits takes a little bit of effort until it's built in. Love everything I heard. I always say I get to instead of I have to. And that just proved your extremely vivid examples 
And getting to just touching on the stories, we all have them, some more than others. And I will say, I don't like keeping my stories around. And I don't like keep fueling and giving a lot. I'm like, that's horses, horse door, barn doors open, horse gone. Are we solving this problem or not? Because if we're going to keep talking about the fire in the barn and the horse that ran, that already happened. What can we do about that? Nothing. Right. (laughs) We still have an issue. Let's look at this issue instead of, oh, and you know, everybody does love a story and they do get something out of it especially with my family i'm like okay is that story really serving you we know it's history we know what happened yeah but if it doesn't we, feel good as you're retelling can, it can we write a new over. one how about you know turn the page on it and look forward instead of constantly like again like if you were reading the book you're always going back to wait and then this ha- turn the page see what else is waiting there's a lot of things. You know, we're essentially arguing with reality. Yes. We know that what's mm-hmm. done is done. Yeah. And done. so to say something shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is to argue with the fact that it fucking happened. Like there is no way to change that. So you're just in like a mental gymnastics trying to argue Correct. that it shouldn't have happened. Yes. That's keeping you stuck. And so yeah. this was another sort of aha moment for me. Like, okay, these thoughts can be highly freaking problematic. The good news is you're not your thoughts and you can create that space. Now, the tools that I like to use for creating that space are breath and meditation are probably mm-hmm. my my top two. I also love tapping and belief repatterning for a little bit more in depth as far as like really reprogramming. But as far as like, mm-hmm. yeah, as far as like that, just that 30 seconds. And yes, you can use those for the 30 to 30 to 60, 90 seconds, somewhere in that time frame just to move through. But if we can create a little bit of space, just so we can question, right? So we can take a moment to have compassionate inquiry, like, where did it come from? Is that really serving me? Am I just arguing with what is? Because if that's the case, you have the power right now to just fucking let it go. And I know that sounds oversimplified. And some people definitely out there are going to be thinking like, the hell I can just let it go. But if it's in the past... Mm-hmm. I assure you that it is in your very best interest to set down that heavy bag of crap that you have been carrying. Free yourself. Move forward and change your story from here. And you can typically only do that when you're not in like this crazy spiral, right? Because when you're in that survival mode, which we can elongate that process or we can shorten it up. And if we want we can shorten it right up to like 30 to 90 seconds. We can move through it. Okay. Whew, that was a doozy. Mm-hmm. Now I am back online, going to come up with a creative solution for making things different from here on. Not arguing with what was and what is. If something, I can't argue, this cup, I it shouldn't be red. We all can see how absurd that is. But we do the exact same thing with he shouldn't have said that. He sh- mm-hmm. They shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And we add the guilt and the shame and the judgment and we just create a whole lot of unnecessary suffering. And as the happiness sassy, I am here to spread happiness. I want to change the world from the inside out because I know that arming people with these tools has the capacity to literally change the world. Because if you think about you changing from the inside out, you're going to impact all of your relationships. You know, the relationship with your kids, your coworkers, your spouse, your parents, your in-laws, 
that neighbor down the street that's super obnoxious, strangers on the internet, you know, all these types that often people have a challenge with. And I want to free you from all of that because frankly, you deserve to be free. You deserve to be sovereign and in charge of the life that you're experiencing. And you can be, but you have to choose it. It's all about, and you've said it several times, you've got the power. I love it. I I always, you know, believe me, that's part of my self-talk, but we do. And forget is all. We forget. We forget a lot until you're, you know, maybe find yourself in that situation where, you yes, you're in downward spiral struggle. And then, wait a minute, I am, no, wait, I, I can do this. You've got the power. But I love your message of finding all of your discoveries in the calm, in the present, and not on autopilot. Awareness is one of the names of the game. It truly, truly is. And in conjunction with that, as you become more aware and then put together and attach like, okay, I did these two steps and oh, I really, I usually do that, but I I reacted pretty well. And again, celebrate your wins. And then you compound that behavior. And again, then you're learning because we're still learning, damn it. But you're learning that new behavior, that new reaction and everything can be learned. It does take time. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get into these habits overnight. We've been doing some of these things for months, years, decades, maybe, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to things like people pleasing and perfectionism. Those are typically born of childhood trauma responses where Mm -hmm. our needs weren't being met. And so we responded in a way that we thought would get our needs met. And in some way or another, if we're continuing to do it in some way or another, it did work right? It created some sort of outcome that made our brain go, aha, that's the one that that worked. Mm -hmm, It got mm -hmm. the solution that I needed. Mm -hmm. And it might not have been a perfect solution. But when we're children, we don't see the big picture. We just know that our needs got met. And so often this is, you know, shows up by our emotions being too much for someone and us shutting that down. We learn that our emotions are too much. So we tuck it away and we save that for ourselves, or maybe we avoid them entirely. Or Maybe we learn very early on that dad doesn't really like it when I am this part of me that's very naturally me. Maybe I love to sing and he's just like annoyed every time I sing. This is not my situation. I've performed on the hearth for my parents. They loved it. <laughs> did they? I don't know. I, they probably did. They la- they acted like allegedly, they allegedly, allegedly, they allegedly. loved it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, some simple comment like and even mm-hmm. if you're you're you know the response was actually not to like never sing again but like maybe it was just bad timing we can internalize mm. so much of that stuff and Correct. so we learn mm, no i shouldn't sing and then now we're shutting down a part of ourselves that we feel like we can't fully express and so we go about people pleasing all over the damn place because oh i don't know if they're gonna like that and i should probably do this to be nice and that good girl conditioning runs oof, deep and wide Women everywhere have been conditioned to be the nurturing givers, to be good, to be nice. And uh, nice is actually the definition in the dictionary is to be pleasing and agreeable. And so I think Mm. we can all agree that that is not serving you. Now, of course, okay, people pleasers are generally very loving and kind, empathetic people that do want to give. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's amazing. And that's actually how humans are designed. 
The problem is when we slip into this zone of overgiving. And you'll know you're there because you're resentful as fuck about it, right? You're frustrated. You're disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't react the way that I wanted them to. And now Mm -hmm. I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. You know, you gave a gift and they didn't have the big response. And now you're like, well, I shouldn't have even given them a gift. Yeah, you might be a people pleaser if some of these things are happening. Or even if you just find yourself saying yes, when you really mean no. And then doing things begrudgingly. And yeah. It's the power of knowing, and if we don't know, learning and then reminding ourselves, quite honestly, that you are enough. You're always enough. You were born enough. Like We were born enough, absolutely. You're a freaking miracle, okay? Here's the thing. We're like 14 billion years of history here. All led up to you being here in this now moment. If your grandmother hadn't met your grandfather at that precise moment that they Mm -hmm. met, you would not exist. So you are a freaking miracle. 14 billion years and 8 billion people on the planet. And you were created? Just sit with that for a damn minute, right? When you start to feel like, well, maybe I'm not worthy of love. No, bullshit. Uh, You mm -hmm. are. There is no question. And I know that when you're in some of these patterns especially the people-pleasing and perfectionism ones, uh, because I know this on firsthand, your self-worth can really take a hit. And this, again, flows from outsourcing the validation and acceptance when you're just not going to receive it from other people. That's not where it's meant to come from. It's meant to come from within first. And then you are able to experience it in your external world. And or you'll experience still people who aren't in alignment. And rather than having a reaction about it, you'll simply observe that they are not a fit to be in your inner circle. Check, Mm -hmm. moving on. Thank you, next. Instead of having a big meltdown about how this person's such a jerk and I can't believe and they hurt me and I must Mm -hmm. not be good enough, like just- Keep moving. Set it down. Mm. It's okay. Not everyone is gonna be a perfect fit for you. Not everyone deserves to be at your inner table. And boundaries are an expression of- what you need to create deep connections with people, to create real meaningful relationships. And not everyone is going to be willing or able to meet and respect your boundaries. So it's up to you first to respect your boundaries from within, to uphold them, to state them with kindness, with clarity. You don't need to cut somebody off or block people out. Boundaries are actually not about keeping people out. As much as a lot of people really believe that they are, that they're just a big wall. The truth is they're an invitation to come deeper, to really come into an authentic connection with you. They are an expression of how you feel loved. And I'll just have you think on this for a moment for those people that say, well, people don't respect my boundaries. Number one, do you respect your boundaries? And by that, I mean, do you clearly communicate them? Do you actually follow through and adhere to them by respecting yourself enough to say, I'm not tolerating this treatment? Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes I observe people saying, people don't respect my boundaries. Well, what are you going to do about it? Because you have two choices. You can enforce them or you can tolerate their continued nonsense. And one of those leads to a a bunch of suffering and frustration. And the other leads to your peace and freedom. The choice is yours. But so many people think that boundaries are a way to keep people out. And the truth is, if done correctly, they will protect you. But ultimately, you have to step up and protect yourself first, right? By respecting yourself, by saying, this is where my needs are. 
And, you know, this is what I need to feel loved. This is what I need to maintain my energy. This is what I need to have a deep, meaningful connection with trust and and honesty with you. And if someone isn't going to do that, that's okay. And to let them go, to trust them when they show you Mm -hmm. the first time that they are not willing or able to adhere and to let them go with love, right? Because that is a position of power. Having the struggle and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this person again. They're so draining. I can change them. Just wait. I can win them over and I can change them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, people have the capacity to change always, but only if they want to. And actually, Mm -hmm. I also recorded an episode about the idea of changing another person as well, because this is something that, well, I fucked around and found out about myself, right? (laughs) (laughs) I tried for a very long time. Truth be told, expert in that too. Okay, I told you I wasn't fooling around. (laughs) Right? Telling it just straight up like it is. People don't change unless they want to. And Mm -hmm. so try as you might. You also can't make someone else happy. It's not your job or your responsibility anyways. And you cannot make someone change. They have to do it for themselves. And that is the bottom line when it comes to creating healthy relationships. Not expecting someone else to change is actually very freeing. And when you come at this from this lens of like, they're not going to change just because I want them to. Can I accept them? as they are, because that's really the question here. Not Mm -hmm. will they change or can we make this work? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, if you're asking those questions, it's probably a no. You know, in life, generally things are either like a fuck yes or a fuck no. And I saw recently someone said like, there is rarely a fuck maybe. Stay out of the gray zone because if you're like waffling, you're like, oh, I don't know. No, it's probably no. It's a no. If it's not there and you're like all the way, yes. You can maybe give it a very small amount of time because you have to, it takes time to get to know someone, of course. So a certain level of amount of patience, but if there's things right off the bat that you're not sure you can accept and you're already wishing they were different. Oh no, you got to let them go, honey, because that is, yeah, you're going down a slippery slope there and it's not going to end well for anybody. So uh, been there, done that too. (laughs) Times, couple times. And you see, everyone, you thought you were the only one. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've got some past winners here. Of course we do in the game called Life. We all have stories. wonderful thing about people. We all have stories. We absolutely do. Tell me a little more about your podcast and what you've been finding and kind of like your thought process and your mission. Yeah, my mission with the podcast is really just to create number one for the first several seasons. And I numbered them strangely. So don't mind me that I have a season one, two, two and a half before season three. I don't know what I was doing. I was I was going with the flow. That's how it turned out. So I have amazing conversations with incredible women on the first 2.5 seasons where it is packed with value and insights on a variety of topics. You will find the common thread always comes back to relationship with self. And Mm. I solidified that a little bit further in the second season. And then season 2.5 was a little bit more geared towards online entrepreneurs talking about different things related to business, but also from a relationship bent where, again, this relationship with yourself is the foundation. It literally sets the tone for every other relationship with people, with your body, with your money, with the world, with food, with strangers on the internet, everything. Back to the podcast. I've just kicked off season three of the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
And I decided to go solo this season because I really Ooh. have a lot of thoughts, stories, and insights to share when it comes to creating healthy relationships. And it all comes back to relationship with self. But of course, we can see this common thread of course. as we look at all kinds of different topics, right? As we look at different myths, I kicked off the season debunking the myth of you complete me because whew, we have too many of us spent our lives looking for the one, someone to complete us. And this entire idea is built on the fact that we're not enough and that we're not enough. Broken, yeah. yeah. Right. And so just the idea, it's been so romanticized. Thank you, Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. Nay Zellweger for this beautiful, like you complete me. It's very sweet, but it's kind of bullshit. And so I kicked off the season debunking that myth. And I've also already tackled a couple of other myths, such as the lie of the 50-50. Relationships are not meant to be 50-50, but you'll have to tune into the episode to hear exactly what I might mean by that one. I'm going to be unpacking all kinds of different stuff. People-pleasing, perfectionism, boundaries are coming out in January. They are going to be conversations that have the ability and power to transform all of your relationships even if your partner is completely unwilling to change or even like attempt to work with you. These are things that are going to empower you, the listener, because you're the only one that you can change. And they're bite-sized. So, you know, 15 minutes or so, get Mm -hmm. a new perspective, take it with you, mull it over. I love to give practical tips and exercises. So every episode has something you can go and do so that you can start seeing this change now. All right. We are going to subscribe to that podcast that once again is called Create Your Happy. Create Your Happy with Christy Holt. And then the name of her book is called Unstuck for Women. And my upcoming book that will be released in 2024, sometimes in summer, fall, not really sure. I have another book coming out in March unrelated to these topics. It's actually a personal story how I, how as a runner, I avoided my marriage and eventually found love. So again, you'll have to you'll have to check out the book for that one. But my next big book project, my solo book project, Unstuck for Relationships, I cannot wait to release in 2024. This whole podcast season is really building towards it and talking about a lot of the topics that will be covered inside of the book. Yeah, it's really coming together and I'm really excited to bring that one into physical reality. And I also wanted to share while I have y'all here, because I think Mm -hmm. some of you might be interested in, I have this incredible fun freebie that I've created just in the last couple of months, and I call them sweary AF meditations. They're under five minutes. They are super fun. Who doesn't love a quickie though, right? Like Mm -hmm. quickie, you get in, you get out. I've said it a million times. Exactly. Obviously with a smile, go. Exactly. And so they're not like, you know, as I say in one of them, they're not your, like your grandma's like own shanty kind of meditation. There are no rules. The only thing that you have to do is show up and set aside that approximately five minutes for yourself and listen. You don't have to breathe any certain way if you don't want to. You don't have to adhere to anything. You just have to create the space for yourself. And you're probably going to laugh. I have had feedback that they're quite funny. They're entertaining. People have laughed. They've cried. And they've also felt uh, a significant shift in their nervous system. Just coming into a place of calm and peace Mm. in under five minutes. I mean, who doesn't need that? Who doesn't want a quickie? quickie. So where are we going to find that freebie? Never a bad idea. I will make sure that you get the link and you can drop it in your show notes. 
Okay, that yes. sounds good. Happy if New Year, everyone, out, and thank yeah, you. If you go. Have, if you want to check out all of the things that I've got going on, I have yes. a few other things that you can check out, like a free chapter of Unstuck for Women. See if it's a fit. Sounds let's mm-hmm. see if it sounds like it's for you. The podcast. I have a self discovery journal as well. And I have a couple of other freebies, a couple of ebooks and a people pleasers masterclass and ebook. All of those are available on my website at coachchristyholt.com. And Christy's like C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. And on social, where do you hang out? I mainly hang out on Facebook. I am on all of the platforms, but you'll see that I am most active on Facebook and the rest of the things get the same content, but not a lot of specifically created for them. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm definitely over on Facebook, engaging, commenting, responding, loving up your stuff too, if we're connected, because I just love to see great people creating great stuff, inspiring other people. And Mm -hmm. when we go first, when we take this radical responsibility, we go first, we act as our authentic self, we actually give others permission to do the same, which creates this ripple effect of freedom, sovereignty. And as we close out here, 2023, My mantra for the year, a lot of people do a word of the year. I couldn't decide. So I went with a whole ass mantra and it was, I am infinite. I am sovereign and I am unfuckwithable. And so as we close out this year, I invite you to step into being infinite, sovereign and unfuckwithable and just watch your 2024 transform before your very eyes. All right. The mic has been dropped. I have nothing more to say besides thank you so much. Uh, I hope the mugs and the shirts come out soon with the mantra. More merch for you. You're welcome. I got to say, if this is how we're starting, watch out because 2024 is certainly the year. Could be your year. Why shouldn't it be your year? Number one, the time is now. I say it, I say it, the time is now. Any day, any day of the week, the time is now. When you hear it, check out all of her works because it's going to let you stop, get off the ride, do a little reassess. But when you're in a relaxed state, I think that is key, absolute key, because you could be in your tizzy and then start, what you think you're doing. Well, okay, I know better. But then that's more bashing. That's, you know, further down and further prolonging and further, further, further. The clarity comes, you know, the quiet brings it. The quiet just brings so much. You're inviting the space, you're inviting the new. So take advantage of it. I want to see these comments. Number one, five stars. Thank you. That's all I ever bring to you. Apple, Spotify, we appreciate all of your support. Joyfoundhere.com. That's the website. That's where I want to see the comments. And we'll have all of Christy's links in the show notes and her freebie, because who doesn't like a quickie? On that note, we will see you next week. Be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.